Welcome from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. We gathered just a few days before Christmas Eve on December 22nd with church staff and their families to film this pre-recorded service, and we're so glad that you're here. On this holy night, our prayer is that we might be drawn into the mystery of God's love for us and that we might feel such joy and such wonder that with shepherds and kings and pilgrims unknown, we might come to adore the holy baby. So gather a candle to light and take a minute to visit our website and find the bulletin so that you might sing and worship with us our newborn king.
And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Let us worship the newborn King. Friends in Christ, as we near the end of a year like no other, we rejoice that we have finally found our way to Bethlehem. Along with Mary and Joseph, the shepherd and the wise men, we have arrived at that time to receive again the baby Jesus. Finally tonight, we have seen the star and heard the heavenly host and come now to Bethlehem to offer the gift of our lives. And because it would rejoice his heart, let us pray for those we love our neighbors near and far, for peace on earth and goodwill among all God's people, for an end to war and an end to this deadly virus. Let us remember in his name the poor and helpless, the lonely and hungry and the oppressed, the sick and those that mourn, and all those whose hearts 
are looking for a home. Let us pray. Tonight, O oh God, the soles of your feet have touched the earth. Tonight, the back streets and the forgotten places have been lit with significance. Tonight, the households of earth welcome the King of heaven. Tonight, we remember that we are not alone, for you have come among us and are one of us. May our songs rise to surround your throne as our knees bend to salute your cradle. We yearn for peace and hope and joy and healing brought by this child. We pray for an end to war and violence and prejudice, that you will beat our spears into plowshares and mend our country rent by division. We pray for our leaders compromised by politics and for the hungry and the poor and the anxious. And we pray for those who are ill and for those that are facing the menace of COVID. And we pray for those who grieve, mindful of loved ones who have departed this life and yet rejoice with us, but upon another shore and in a greater light. Open our hearts that we may welcome this child into our lives, engender in us the Christmas spirit. May your love which shines tonight be reflected in us every day. For we pray this in the name of the newborn child, amen. Now I'd like to invite the Holmeister family to come forward to light the Christ candle. Tonight, as the ritual of candle lighting continues, we see the circle of greens that represent God's eternity and the lighted candles which re represent hope, peace, joy, and love. Tonight, on Christmas Eve, we light the Christ candle that represents the light of God coming into the world. Listen to the scripture from Isaiah, chapter 60, verses one through three. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness over the people. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your dawn. We light this candle tonight to celebrate the coming of Christ as the light of the world. Let us worship God.
The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. 
Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born to us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, 
proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit.
In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her.
Now, the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son and he named him Jesus. Merry Christmas. We are delighted that you have joined us to celebrate the birth of Christ. We'd like to invite you back next Sunday to our regular worship service in person at 9, 10, and 11, where we are masked and socially distanced. Uh, you will be invited to register online for any of those services. At 9 and 11 is a traditional service, and at 10 o'clock is a contemporary service. We will continue to publish online both a contemporary and a traditional service so you can worship from the safety of your home. Please go to our website to find out information about children's ministry, student ministry, Wednesday night classes, and other Zoom small groups so that we can gather together in that way. 
We'd also like you to take a look at our schedule for the Palm Center where you can find yoga and other exercise classes um, that you could do actually in person. Well, we continue to be in this COVID season where we have the privilege of getting to take care of each other. We hope to connect with you live and in person or even on a Zoom call. It's at times like these that we really thank God for technology. Will you join me now in prayer? Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we thank you for the coming of this long-awaited night. We thank you for this time to celebrate your love poured out for each of us in the birth of a baby named Jesus. We rejoice in the story that most of us have heard all of our lives. Those familiar words speak into our hearts, and the memories of past celebrations are like harmonic chords in our minds. We pray that we might hear the story truly, and that in hearing it, we might continue to be transformed into the likeness of your love and grace. So speak to us now, O Lord. Speak to us in the words of Scripture meditation, and prayer. Speak to us in the Christmas decorations. Speak to us in music and in the joy of children's anticipation and in one another's greetings. Touch us with joy so that we may serve with compassion those in need and remember those who are ill and grieving. Touch us and all people with hope so that there might be a chance for peace in this world that you love. Finally, O oh God, be present with us. Be Emmanuel, God with us in Jesus, so that we might grow to be your love and grace for others. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we are at the time in our service that we call the moment of gratitude. 2020 has been a challenging year in so many ways for so many people, and yet our response continues to be filled with gratitude because we worship a God who continues to show up in our lives and who gives us hope to carry on. Our Christmas offering will go toward helping us sustain our ministries to the community and our mission partners throughout the world, including our Palms Preschool, Samaritan Counseling, Honduras as they recover from two devastating hurricanes, and so much more. There are several ways to give online through our website, as well as through texting and sending a check. We are grateful for your generosity and for your faithfulness. With deep gratitude, let us continue our worship of God through our offering.
In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling claws and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which will be for all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. 
you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Let us pray. 
On this holy night, O God, we pray that by your mercy we may hear again the song of the angels, that we may hear the voice of the shepherds, and that we too may go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has taken place. Allow these words to guide us there in Christ's name. Amen. Astronomers say it has been 800 years. It has been 800 years since people like you and me with naked eye could look up into the sky and see the planets Jupiter and Saturn come together and form what almost looks like a star. Three nights ago, the longest night of the year, many of us looked into the southwestern sky and saw a planetary conjunction that human beings haven't seen in 800 years. Some called it the Christmas star. Others called it the Star of Bethlehem, this bright light that shines in the darkness. And, and it reminds us of the journey of the wise men when they came from the east following, as Matthew tells us, the star. We don't know the name of the star. We don't know the origins of the star. Some wonder if it might have been a comet they followed, maybe even Halley's Comet, which appeared in the early B.C.s. But, but there was something so unique in the heavens that it drew these wise men from the comforts of their own homes to that distant land, to this obscure little village, to this displaced family, to this child born in a manger. Something so unique, so singular that they never would have seen it again. Not in 20 years, 40 years, 100 years, that that first Christmas was a one and only Christmas. The next year, they would remember and they would celebrate in a new way. No star this time, no Bethlehem, but, but still the light, still the light stirring inside, still the memories of the child. Same for the shepherds, we suppose. No angels the next year, no heavenly host, no sprint to Bethlehem, just the aftershocks of those first angels. Christmas next year would have to be in a new way. And even Mary and Joseph, it wasn't long before they were whisked away to Egypt, escaping bloodthirsty Herod, left to remember that first and holy night. But now their memories must take place in a foreign land, pondering wondering about the visits of the shepherds and wise men every year from then on would be new and different. Funny, isn't it, about Christmas? There's something about Christmas that makes us always want it to stay the same. There, there is no more tradition-bound season in the year than Christmas. Christmas cookies, Christmas caroling, Christmas breakfast, Christmas candlelight, Christmas movies, Christmas eggnog, Christmas family gatherings, and boy, you better get with the program. There's something about Christmas that we don't want to change. If you're like me, you have it in your mind, the way that Christmas is supposed to be. But when you think about it, has there been any Christmas that's been exactly the same as another? And, and in fact, it is the unique development, it, it is the rare astronomical event, it is the departure from tradition that usually makes Christmas the most memorable. 
One of my fondest Christmas memories was a Christmas when I was a child and our family opened gifts in a different place in the house. My mother was ill with the flu, so we thought that sitting downstairs in our family room where she could be more comfortable would be a good thing. So there we opened our gifts right next to the fireplace. And at the end, we got the bright idea to cram the gift wrappings in the fireplace with a little kindling and wood. Dad struck the match and it took only a couple of minutes for us to realize as smoke billowed into the house and fire tongues lipped up onto the mantle setting our Christmas cards on fire that he had forgotten to open the flue. My brothers and I looked like keystone cops running back and forth with pails of water to douse out the flames, mom choking in her chair with the flu, dad cursing himself because he forgot the flu. From then on, we called it the flu Christmas. We laugh every time we remember that Christmas. It was different, it was memorable, and it would never happen that way again, thank God. Christmas maybe is never supposed to stay the same. And don't we know that this year? Lots of adjustments, lots of traditions put on pause, lots of family on FaceTime, Christmas online, Christmas outside, Christmas with masks, Christmas without hugs, Christmas with the worry that maybe somebody could get sick, Christmas without someone maybe that we love. Lordy, what are we to make of it all? We can't have our old Christmas back. Except, of course, that maybe there's not an old Christmas to have back because Christmas is never the same. Like a diamond, the light reflects upon the gem, but it shines always in a different way. The light shines in the darkness, writes John, and lands upon us in a different way. Our Jewish friends last week concluded their celebration of Hanukkah, the festival of lights, when they remember the time when an enemy overtook the temple and built an altar to Zeus and drew images of pigs on the walls, and the, and the people thought that they had lost their temple, but they struggled back and, and eventually reclaimed the temple and lit the altar candle. And as the story goes, they had only enough oil for one night, but the candle kept burning and burning one day two days, three days, seven days, eight days. The light shone in the darkness for eight days. It had never shone that way before, and it would never shine that way again. But it doesn't mean that the light still doesn't shine. Out of the death camps of World War II came the story of one particular camp where the guards ridiculed the Jews and taunted them with their own candles during the festival of Hanukkah, waving their candles in front of the candleless Jews to remind them of the light they didn't have. And then came the evening ration where they gave them a little bread and a little margarine, only enough for each to have a little. And they laughed, imagining them eating in the darkness of their dilapidated barracks. Until through the windows, they could begin to see light, little lights from each of the windows. Where 
where has this light come from? And so they went to see where the light was coming from, only to find that somehow from the bread and the margarine, they had made little candles. And the light shined in a new and in a different way. So we say better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. And John says the light still shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. Every year it's different. The light shines and falls upon us in different ways, revealing new faces, illumining new paths, enlightening empty places, burning mantle pieces, reflecting tear-filled eyes. But the light still shines, for he has come, and that has never changed. He has come, he is here, he is Messiah, and he will never leave us. Though the earth should change, he will never leave us. No darkness is too dark, no virus enemy enough. What was true 2,000 years ago is true today. Emmanuel, God is with us. And the light, though different, still shines. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of all people. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not and will not overcome it.
Let us pray. Oh, gracious God, wherever we may be, in the quiet of our homes, in the stillness of this night, we thank you that you have visited us and that you visit us still. And we pray, O oh Lord, that we may once again see the light, but in a new way, and that we may find that light illumining our lives, and that we may be a reflection of that light in the world, that the world through who we are and what we say and what we do may know that the Prince of Peace has come, and we are loved by you, and now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen.